What's up everybody? It's your old pal Sig in a new decade. We have happened to, I've been slacking. Well, I wouldn't say I've been slacking on posting episodes. Uh, usually every year we do this thing where I kind of like go into like hermit mode and sort of just self-reflect and recenter myself for the coming year. So I kind of like don't really check my phone that much, kind of try to take a break from social media just to sort of like, I don't know, recalibrate. Uh, and now I'm back, and I'm excited. We got so many, like, like, I don't know, I'm so pumped. That's why I take those little breaks, because I get excited to come back. You're charging your battery. Yeah, and I am joined with, or by... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Ranny? Yeah, Ranny's with me. And Ranny a go-go on Instagram. I don't know why I mentioned that, but yeah. That's okay. Hey. I mean, we just slip it in there. Hey, guys. <laughs> no shame. So, yeah, we are going to talk. I've, I've been, uh, I've tried to write up this episode a bunch of different times, but I just, like, I think it's going to flow better if me and Randy are talking about it, but we are going to review the last decade and what we've learned and where we've come, like, how far we've come and all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about, uh, yeah, where we were and then ending in the culmination of the year 2019, which is probably the most insane year of my life, I would say. How, how about you? Yeah, like, it's a, it was, a, like, we thought our lives were really bizarre before, but 2019 was, like, batshit crazy yeah because of all the spirituality talking to ghosts and deities like that shit's fucking crazy and it's only getting crazier by the way so it's uh which we'll talk more about that and stuff getting a little more extraterrestrial yeah uh uh-huh but uh i'm sig neutron and i'm ranny rodil (laughs) and this is So, man, okay, thinking back, this is going to be fun, too, because I haven't really... I, I think it's very important that we reflect on where we've been because it's it's really easy to forget what we've accomplished. And, you know, like sometimes, like, I don't know, at the beginning of this year, I had a really tough time feeling like I wasn't where I wanted to be yet. And, you know, like, in the present moment, it's really easy to get down on yourself. But then if you, like... I don't know, reflect and think about what you've done. It's like, man, you actually, I've done a lot of shit. You won fucking face off. Yeah, I, you know, and like, it's like, I don't take that for granted. You know? But, you know, I guess in a way, sometimes I do because it's, I was just telling our friend Chris Ulrich yesterday, it's like, I feel like our traumas stick with us. Like, we're almost defined by our traumas. They, like, stick with us our entire lives. And, and it's like, not me. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but then, like, the good moments, they're, like, really fleeting. And it's, like, why, like, why is that? I, I think maybe because good moments are supposed to be fleeting because they're supposed to, like, that the good is what we're supposed to seek. You know what I mean? It's, like... Good is what we're striving for. Yeah. So, it's, like, if they weren't fleeting, if everything was good, we would just become complacent, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man. Okay, so let's go back, way back to 2010. Guess who I met in 2010? Who? I met the guy sitting before me <laughs> when yes. he was mild-mannered Brandon Dishman. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't even Sig Neutron no, before you I met not. you. Yeah, that was something that I was born after I met you. Yeah, it was born during the decade. Yeah. So, let's see. I was, in 2010, I had, I just moved to L.A. in 20, 2009. And so I had been out here, um... I was doing a couple, like, shop jobs. I think uh, I was working on real steel at the time. 
casted up robot parts and stuff. But um, I don't know. I remember back in those times, I was real depressed all the time. I was like, you just seem like a joyful, happy, innocent person. I was like, kind of like stone cold bitch. I was all about working, making money, taking care of my family. Didn't have time for like hanging out with friends or really any. I didn't really want to hang out with people. I was just like, go to work, Goodbye. sleep, God, sorry. and make money. And I was drinking a shit ton. Yeah. See, I wasn't, like, I would drink, like, I mainly drink for, like, parties and social cases. I really liked to drink, but I didn't, like, drink all the time. It was very selective when I drank. And I was, like, the funnest of drunks. <laughs> I was, like, yeah. so fun. That young young people drunk. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I had this, like, yeah, this, this just, like, youthful passion and energy and excitement for life that I'd always had since I was a kid. And I was like, just so stoked to be in LA and fucking like, my life is finally mine. I'm doing things. But then there was this big part of me that like inexplicably just sad. And I guess like I look at that through my teens and I've always had this really dark, sad part that's like on the inside somewhere. And it's something that only I deal with. And like, usually nobody ever saw that because I don't know. I just, I, I don't know, I just loved life and, you know, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put that on anybody else, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. so no, that's why nobody ever knew it was there. Um, but yeah, we met at an art gallery. You were dressed yeah, as the, uh, the Mad Hatter. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. There was a giant <clears throat> mushroom in the back yeah. and I was like, that guy looks like a guy. Yeah, we just kind of like talked, like I didn't even. You were friends really... with, with my sister, Ave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, it's just like. It's just the it's this events leading to even meeting Ave were just so absurd yeah. that it's like they seem highly unlikely. And I feel like if you start looking, if you look back on your life, this is why reflecting is a good thing too, is because you'll realize that like there's so many weird synchronicities and like highly unlikely events that lead to really good things in your life that it's like, is it random? Like if you look at the past, like your life, you know, even the bad times, you're like, man, I really needed that bad time in hindsight. You know, reflecting mm-hmm. on bad times is always when you appreciate the bad times. You never appreciate them when you're in it, you know. But I, don't I know. do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, so yeah, we met 2010. I was doing a girls and cosplay calendar at the time, so I actually um, collaborate. And I wasn't into like collaboration because I was like, eh, I want to fucking work with people because I always wanted to do things my way. But I saw your work. My sister showed me some of your work and I was like, oh, yeah, makeup artist. That makes perfect sense. I'm doing a girls in cosplay calendar. How can I make it cooler? So you did like, I think you helped me with the Chitara photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You did that like the, the body painting. Maybe the first one I helped with. Yeah. yeah. And see, and that was just it. I met you at the perfect timing because I was just beginning to get a little jaded by working in the effects industry. And again, I, I talked with Chet Zar about this. It's like, this is not knocking anybody that works in the effects industry at all because it's a wonderful job and you really do get to do cool stuff for films. Um, but it's just, it, there is a certain aspect of like cog in a machine to it. It's like almost like a factory job and you, you rarely get to put any creative input in it because there are so many cooks in the kitchen. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like not even your work. You're just reproducing someone else's idea, I guess. I think it's a good industry or a good job for people who, who tend to be more tech technical with their, their trade. Like they really mm-hmm. love yeah, just problem solving and, and making things, other people's vision, but people who want to put out their own vision, it's, it's kind of tough. Cause mm-hmm. you, at the end of the day, you're too tired to do your own work. Cause it's, it's a lot of work yeah. being in special effects. And it's like the noxious chemicals and stuff. It's like, man, I, you know, I was, I was on the cusp of like, 
wanting to get out already, or like wanting to do my own thing. Like I just started showing in art galleries, thanks to Ave, mm-hmm. um, which you should check out our episode of, uh, I think it's episode 52 or 53 or something. We just had Ave as a guest on the mm-hmm. show. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I met you at the perfect time. And then we started working on your girls and cosplay calendar. And then uh, went to San Diego Comic-Con and sold the shit out of it, yeah. which was really fun. And you then, get to see the the glamour of uh, being a booth babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I like slinging totally, your own calendar. <laughs> but I think I totally like took you by surprise. I was like, I'm really good at selling shit, and you're like, okay. And then we get there, and I'm just like, fucking like, yeah, hey, who, I mean, hey, working at Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. like really, <laughs> really learned some things. Dude, when I worked at Hot Topic, they like. It's funny because they, they hated me because they knew I could be the best employee, but I just didn't, I, at some point, I just didn't care. <laughs> I was in makeup school, and I was like, if when I when I tried, I was really good at it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I just wasn't, that wasn't where my heart was, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I love selling things to people. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in a mean way. Like, I believe in our product, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm not trying to trick anybody into buying yeah, some no, it's, it's be, people, shit. People feel your excitement about the product, you yeah, know. And you're, because, because you're a part creative. of making it, you're like super excited when you show everyone the images or you know mm-hmm. rally people there was lines to buy that calendar yeah. so it was a blur to me mm-hmm. again it was like you know and then we had this other awakening collectively together that you know doing this cosplay calendar is fun but we're just recreating characters that already exist by yeah. somebody else's character so we were essentially kind of like doing the thing that i was trying to get away from and then we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do our Let's own. Do thing. our own weird fucking thing. So and so Bizarro Gogo was born. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Blood Babes and Beyond. Yeah, we wanted. We set it's out to make aliens. the most ridiculous coffee table book ever made. Yeah, aliens like bizarre pinup cat fights, just monsters, lots of blood and gore. Yeah, it's a good fucking book. And it's funny because like we took. We really did like take all of our influences like individually and put them together in something really magical. Like I was all about the the hyper gore and the monsters and the you know maybe like the retro sci fi vibe. And then you really liked the pinup stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then we just like. F- and I had all the lady friends who were totally down to get sprayed with blood. That's true. And yeah. be body painted like. I didn't expect them to be so excited about it, but it really made the, like just putting that whole thing together was magical because everyone was having a good time. Yeah, it was like, man, that was everything. Like 2012. That in, yeah, maybe? that was. Yep, I just found my old notes from that year. Mm. I think that's around the time we finished it. Mm. But man, we would just like, I think, out of and this is what I want to get back. Like, it's great that we're talking this about it now because like I'm it's inspiring me to get back into that that flow. Like we were in some kind of magical creation headspace you know you know what it was is we created a or we didn't create the deadline there was a deadline so it was like you know what this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have it done by this fucking time and then we just did it like (laughs) everything that you see in that book uh we need to like i don't think we have it available now but we should probably if there's some interest in it we should do maybe we'll do a kickstarter and do like a a, so they can pre-order yeah Yeah, uh, i don't think i think maybe yeah we'll see but um so Everything in the book, uh, we did, just me and you, did in six months. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, so it's it was all photo shoots, and I, there had to be props to be made, m- m- uh, makeups, like, 
uh, and then organizing all of the, models to come at certain times, yeah. then photo, lots of Photoshop because it was yeah, like the, yeah, combining like the little small scale like monsters or aliens with with live models, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so the idea cool. basically, our basic idea started with I'm going to do a sculpture and you shoot the sculpture in the same lighting that you shoot a model in and then uh, Photoshop the two together. Mm-hmm. And that was where we started. And then it was like spiraled into like, we didn't even know what it was going to be. I didn't right? know what it was going to be. It, start, it started out kind of macabre and dark and then yeah. it just got like ridiculous like really funny and goofy and i'm like i guess that at the heart that's who we are we're just like these really goofy dark people yeah um but yeah that was that was bizarro days those were good those were good days we had like we set up goals and we we just knocked them out like we and then everything seemed to like work out for us Mm because we were so in the zone that it was like we were we were bringing this together yeah we had like lines of people to buy that at comic con too just like had something to do did it sold it boom yeah and like it's it's so funny because we would book models and the night before we wouldn't even know what photo shoot they were going to be a part of we just had the model and then the like there was a girls gone bile Mm -hmm. where this hobo clown crashes a girl's birthday party and then they start like beating each other up and then just throwing up on each other and fighting and it was just because i had two models booked and i was like what are we going to do today or tomorrow? It was the, the night before. And um, I was like, you know, do you know how to make fake vomit? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just be like a drunk. Because I had already had this drunk hobo clown um, that we did a photo shoot. And I already had the, the, you know, the costume and everything. So I, we did that. That's stupid. Just like, dude, girls gone vile. Like, I know. Making, that's fucking funny. I think funny. Justine came up with that name. Shout out to funny. Justine for that name. Girls gone vile. Yeah. Good. Um, like, yeah. So, anyways, we did we did that. I wanted I don't want to stick on one year for too long or okay, two, so, one well, thing I mean, for too I mean, long. Bizarro Google is a really big point yeah. of our our development. I mean, also, so. you know, we do have Rancig, um, our Patreon, and we do put a lot of the old That's photo true. sets up. Yep. So we're trying to Bizarro we're Go-Go. strategizing on what to do with all of that stuff because we have a lot of. And content. we also started shooting a second book, which maybe we'll resume. And you know, we're not sure. We're trying to figure it out, but. Yeah, if you want to see uh, the stuff, yeah, get Rancig on patreon.com slash Rancig. R-A-N-C-I-G. Yep, and you'll see behind the scenes photo shoots, some of the actual photo shoots in the book. Yeah, like a the lot actual of spreads from the book and then the behind the scene photos because those were really funny. Yeah. So and then we're going to try to keep, you know, putting yeah. the content it's like on a there. girl beating a, another girl with some guy's severed arm because they were fighting over him. Just yep. like with really bikini, stupid bikini shit. Bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> so we did the Bizarro, and then mm-hmm. um, what happened? Was, it's just... Yeah, after Bizarro, a go-go, like, we put the book out, and we put so much, like, it came together, and I'm so proud of it. But then it's like, we didn't realize that marketing the book and selling it and, like, getting it is a completely separate struggle than actually making it. It wasn't a really a struggle, though. We, we would well, do conventions, and that's what we would sell. The problem is... Um, over the year, we were supposed to do a second one and we just never did. And then we just ended up not really like all the people who wanted the second one, like they, they wouldn't want to keep buying the same book over and over again. Yeah, but like it, it did I well. Mean, I think you're downplaying like it was a struggle. Like we had to like think of, like you really got to think back to these times. Like we, I was like calling bookstores. Like we would walk into places. Like we were yeah. like literally like with but a it wasn't a struggle. It was fun. Well, it was, to me, it yeah, was fun. But I mean, it was still like yeah. struggling to like. 
I'm just saying, once you create a product, you also have to get it out to people. Oh, yeah. And it's it's like, like you have a baby. Like, we, we had a baby, and then we had to feed the baby. Exactly. But yeah. I was like, ah, like, whatever, the baby's your, there. Your work doesn't end do after you thing. create a project. <laughs> Let the baby saying. just do its thing. Yeah, sure. It knows, uh, yeah, the baby, knows how to the, like, That's a cute it, baby. People will, so. yeah, people will feed it. I mean, <laughs> it's there. There's the baby. But see, this we made this back, like, before the internet is what it is today. I feel like it would have been a lot easier for us to... Um, and yeah. Also, it. back then, I was very secretive of our work. I didn't want to post too many pictures from the book online. Like, a lot of people do that now, and I'm like, why? Like, I, I want people to pay to see our shit. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird, it was a weird time where, like, you know, a lot of people started um, getting, becoming influencers and really popular online because they like were the cusp of sharing the their, yeah, their stuff. And I was like, nope, I don't want to put my stuff online. I like I, I had two separate lives. I had like my online life and I had like a real life where I was like making money doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And like to me, the virtual world was a virtual r- world and it wasn't like that attached to it. Now it's like yeah. everything is the fucking internet. Me too. Yeah. It was like, I, I don't know. I was like, even back in MySpace days, I was like the last of my friends to get a MySpace and stuff. I was like, <laughs> I never like... It's so it's weird. Like, like that old timey person, like, yeah, look at that idea. That'll never take off. Like that was me. And then it's like, oh shit, I wish I would have jumped on that train. Yeah. When it so was it's like, like basically the two, like the the decade of like the the twenty tens or whatever you want to call them. Um, they that was when the internet like blew the fuck up. Yeah. Like I mean, social yeah. media blew the fuck up. That's that's everyone yeah, like that. expects everything online for free, and yeah. then you make money by like advertising for our other companies who like you know bank off of the, the influencer thing but like i wasn't about that back in the day and now i'm like hmm maybe i could have done something like that back then but i don't know yeah like the 2000s to 2010 was like social media was like a fringe fun like mm-hmm. thing it wasn't like a, a integral part of society yeah. and now it's like, like everyone has it like little fucking three-year-olds have their own phones they're yeah. like always on the phone yeah it's, and we've never been family plans on for phones now. like smartphones are so cheap now like back in the day it's like it wasn't that that crazy so yeah and that's like i guess i'll just throw in the points of like the, what i think for the year and where society should go as they come along you know it's like so basically we've never been more connected than we are now and we this coming year and you know moving forward we really need to start acknowledging the power of social media and how it's not just a joke anymore like this is like you you have to have some sort of like level of like respect and decorum on the internet you know because this is how we interact with people now and it's not it's not just like kids talking shit anymore it's like this is like a way of life this is how we're connected and like things get so shitty and twisted like we see we're seeing the ramifications of all of that it's modern day right now is because like we're going through this process this growing phase of the internet but it's time to start taking the internet seriously and how we interact with people seriously on the internet because it's just sowing discord and everybody hates each other now seriously i don't know i mean you know what i'm saying like it's not you don't have to be serious but like i don't know like respect your fellow human yeah respectfully yeah like you, basically, you wouldn't say the shit that you say like to people in person. If you wouldn't say it to someone in person, like don't say it online. Yeah, I mean, I would say whatever the fuck I say to people in person well, and online. Yeah, other know, people but, like, I mean, but and and what I say is usually. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, usually I usually just say, say like, things that I'm like, oh, <laughs> I said that, but <laughs> I could have 
Yeah, I, uh, I kind just, of speak before I think sometimes, and I, I do have to learn to be more mindful of that. But it's the same online or in person. But Actually, when I'm online, I think about it more. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's going to be there. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, and this is, uh, again, this goes back to self-reflection. I think that's a really important lesson that I've learned. We got to self-reflect a lot because that's how you steer your course, your course correct, you know? Yeah. Like, we're all not perfect, and that's fine. Like, we're going to make mistakes and everything. But if you're not... If you're not looking at your personal path and the personal like direction that you're taking, then you're going to get lost, you know, and it's a lot easier to not get lost if you stay on top of that. Yeah. The internet could be a beautiful thing if people learn to be more mindful yes. of the power of connection, human yeah. connection. That's my point. Yes. So now we're going after Bizarro, Gogo. We spent some time, yeah, trying to get it out there and then... I, some things just kept happening. Like I'm not even sure there was a strange period, and then you went on fucking face off. Well, so no, there's this weird period between uh, face off and Bizarro Gogo that it was like I feel like we spent all our time trying to sell the book, and then we never really created anything new. I think that was yeah, we didn't really create anything new. Well, because mm-hmm. I had a, a like another job, like I had a like my job mm-hmm. that was like very tiring. It was like very toxic. I was like. Still drinking a lot, um, trying to balance that, like the good money with, you know, with being an artist and all that. It was like, well, money makes me happy. You know, I can go online and like spend like $500, $600 on shoes and then just go to sleep and work. It was like, I, 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 went, I got into it like a depression. And then, yeah. you know. And that was, I think me too, like that was, that post Bizarro Go-Go is when my drinking really started to start to increase. Mm -hmm. And I think because also looking back on it, I was getting depressed too, because the, I had all these grand plans. I thought we were going to finish this book and like, we were going to be set, man. That was our ticket to fucking like (laughs) funky town, you know? But I mean, it was a ticket to funky town, but yeah, funky town, funky town's, you know, not a sustainable place if you're not. uh, Exactly. Like, I mean, I thought like, I looked at my notes and it was like, from just yesterday, and it was like I wrote down, you know, Bizarro Gogo is going to make four hundred thousand dollars by the end of this year, and so, and you know, that obviously never happened. We didn't even make enough copies to make four hundred thousand. Yeah, I know, but you know, what? I'm like <laughs> putting it out there. I'm, I'm trying okay. to manifest these. See, things. this is the artist, yeah. not the mathematician. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you know, I and I started to feel like defeated on some level. I think mm-hmm. because, and then I wasn't making any. It was a lack new. of strategy, I would say. Sure. And I, with me, it wasn't. It, I had a lack of, like, care. Like, I just didn't care. I feel like a lot of my life I, like, I had, like, I get excited about something and then I would just drop it. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what's next? Uh, I'm not really that. If I wasn't excited about doing something, then if just, I think that's a lot of people's problem, actually. Yeah. Like, you you have to have drive and passion. If you don't have drive and passion, then there there will be no prosperity. Yeah. And I think, I think this created this weird vacuum for me is that since it didn't putting all that work into it since it didn't pay off how i thought it would i sapped my drive to create more you know mm. what i mean that, that, those are the thoughts of a 20 year old yeah yeah well yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean like cause life is a learning yeah. growing process and i'm glad i'm reflecting on this now because yeah. it makes more sense but, in your 20s, you're like, everything's awesome. <laughs> everything's going to go just the way I think it's going to go. And then you're like, towards the end of your 20s, you're like, nothing went the way I thought it was going to go. Everything's yeah. fucked up. Which brings us to another lesson that I, uh, you know, after this last year is that we 
we have to always like keep our eye on where we're going and work towards where we're going, but we can't hold so tight, so rigid to the idea of what we consider success. Like, it, like the universe surprises you. It's, it wants to surprise you and it's going to surprise you. And when you manifest, cause a lot of people talk about manifest, like put it out there and stuff. It's like, yeah, put that out there, but like don't hold tight and rigid to how you think it's going to come about or manifest into your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of times your goal that you set out in the first place leads you to a completely different goal that is equally rewarding, if not more rewarding. Yep. But you know, you, you would have never got there had you not set your sights on the first goal. But are you going to be complain that, you know, you're wildly successful and like, you know, or succeeding in something else that's different than what you originally thought? Like, no, you, you know, you got to go with the flow. Yeah. And that's a lesson that I'm learning is that mm-hmm. things don't manifest exactly how you manifest them. Like the good things are going to come to you if you never stop working for the good things and believing that the good things are going to come to you. It's, but, you know, don't hold tight to exactly defining when or what the good things are. That's yes. Especially if you're an artist. You, you are going to frustrate the shit out of yourself if you're like, okay, what's, uh, when is it? It's, it didn't happen today. Fuck. Well, you know, like, I guess I give up. Oh, fuck this. You know, it's never, because like, I have those moments and I hate it. I hate it when I'm in that, but it's like, it's frustration and it's real and it's raw and it's powerful because when you're in that mindset, the last thing you want to do is like think positively. And, but I think that's, that's to, that's the trick of it. Like you gotta. When I met you, I was already like late twenties, already like had been there, done that. Nothing. I didn't really get too excited about things. So I was already like, they like, oh, what's next? Like I don't know. I, I don't inspired care. your youthful vigor, <laughs> your youthful excitement. Yeah, but I wasn't like like failure was just like to me it was like, yeah. Well, what's next? I never <laughs> let things bother me. Like when when you like that was me in my early 20s it's like oh i messed up like and then you just beat yourself up about it but you get older and you're like you fuck up all the fucking time and then you just get back up and and try something else it's all about trying something else yeah so after the in that period where we didn't really create anything new we started uh rub-a-dub beelzebub the Mm -hmm. uh a satanic soap line. Which was supposed to be a joke, but then like... It was going to be actually a part of the second Bizarro Go-Go. Yeah, it was, gonna be it was just going to be a joke thing. It, there was going to be like, you know, soap on, rosary, uh, soap on a rosary or something. Like weird, like we had a lot of weird gimmicks for the, the Rub-A-Dub Beelzebub soap company. But then it actually led me into like wanting to learn more about like essential oils and I got like my aromatherapy certification and started learning about herbalism which led to like me wanting to learn about like the magic of plants and and things like that which is weird because like that was when I started getting more interested about things I was like hmm yeah it was a slow it was like yeah we started making the soaps and then you started like your potion cabinet I call it just kept growing and growing with all these different essential oils and then you're looking up properties of things smells and how Mm -hmm. to mix them and it was like it was like you started doing magic which is sense like I call you a sentimancer all the time and and then that so that I would say that's the start of where your spiritual interest started. It was yeah. like sort of through aromatherapy and the things yeah. that you could you know accomplish. Um, and then so there was that period, and then yeah, like it, it seemed it seemed almost like a lull in the scheme of like things happening, I guess, because we started that, and it was like it was successful, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't more. like I I was just I, like even as we were making it, I was like, I mean this isn't sustainable. It was just like a yeah. fun way to like, oh, we have a fun product. Oh, it's actually doing pretty okay. Well, see, and it, yeah, but... I think the thing was, is like when it started to get bigger, we realized that it was so much work to sustain that growing into a bigger form yeah. that it's like, and it also like, we were like, we were literally like the, the, 
like the the early like one of the first people who had like these occult soaps so like we were featured in magazines like yeah, the bizarre, bizarre magazine, magazine did and, an like, article a lot of us. write-ups were like oh these are these crazy like occult soaps and you know now now a lot of people sell sell stuff similar mm-hmm. um we actually make soaps for big companies like black craft and you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah it was to me it was never like oh i'm gonna this is gonna be my my main job yeah neither one of us wanted to like actually just make soap yeah. for a living and i actually know? don't like i don't like there are times of the year where like i can really enjoy it but then there are times where i'm like i'd rather be doing something else than making mm-hmm. soaps yeah <laughs> so and then that kind of evolved too like you started doing some mustache waxes and mm-hmm. like bath products like the poo what thou wilt yep. poop sprays yep. which are they for sale on our website yeah right, you currently? can buy those yeah yeah, yeah. so etsy.com slash uh, is it Bizarro, Bizarro Go-Go? Go-Go? Yeah, or yeah, Bizarro Go-Go on Etsy. Uh, you can check out what we sell. We're, we've gotten in this rhythm now where it's like all of the things that we sell, we open up certain things. Like certain times of the year, I'll sell sculptures and certain times of the year, we'll sell it because we do it all the time. Like we're trying to find our balance this year, especially. I mean, we've been trying to find it for a while, but I think it works best for us if we open it up only at certain times. Yeah. So, Because we do so many other things. It's like, okay, we have... Right now the shop's open, but it's just for like things that are quick to make, like soaps and candles. Mm-hmm. So then that lull brought us to the face-off era, where I went on season seven of Face. Oh, also, you know, during that lull, I actually I auditioned for season two of Face Off, and I didn't make it, and that was. <laughs> I think that kind of like added to my depression a little bit, and you know. But then I like looking back on it, like. Season seven was the season I was supposed to go on. If I would have gotten on the show in season two, it wouldn't have it. Everything wouldn't have worked as well as it did for me. Yeah. Because for one, the show was like early and new, you know, and yeah. they like, had some kinks to work out. Yeah. I would and say. then by the time I got on the show, it was like the pinnacle. Like it was a well-oiled machine, man, and you know, and it already had a fan base. So like that really helped boost our clout mm-hmm. and. Uh, are notoriety. And it I know we're like, oh, we gotta brand. raise the prices on all these little knickknacks and things that you sell because, like, to, didn't I used to sell those binge book hats for forty dollars? Yeah, forty dollars, oh and it God. was like, like you just wanted people to wear your weird. That's shit, true. Like you know? this is the thing. It's like I've always just wanted people to like own my stuff. Like in a perfect world, well, I don't know if it'd be a perfect world, but like, you know, I've never been into the idea of money. Like, I'm into the idea of people having great experiences and having good times. And this year I'm having to shift that thought because I realize that on on a spiritual level, like, I am blocking the flow of money mm-hmm. to myself. You can be because, like, I hate money. Yeah, I because hate Because that's what money. I used to say. I'd say it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate what? money. And it's like, but money is an energy flow and you have to be open to receiving the money and excited about mm-hmm. the money. Exchanging it's just like, money. Yeah. Giving the money back. It's a, it's a, an exchange. And I've, I've rethought my thoughts on money and now I believe in the velocity of money. So I, I love money and I'm excited about it because I want to move it. I want it to come to me and I want to move it to somewhere else that it's like a constant flow. That's my ideal world is like, I don't need to stockpile money. Like I've said before, billionaires are a fucking ridiculous concept. I want to just like have enough and to do what I want to do and then like, and then send it out to other people to help them do what they want to do. And if everybody had that thought, like everybody would be able to do what they wanted to do. If everybody just kept shit, but you have all these fucking like dragons at the top of the fucking elite food chain that are just hoarding these like treasure troves. And then the rest of us are suffering for it. It's, it's insane. And that's another thing that we need to work on this decade starting is like, we need to start. I mean, the light is already being shined on the system and how broken it is, but it's like the rich are screwing everybody because they're hoarding it. It's like they're, 
lack is is a lie there is enough abundance for everybody but it's our system that we've developed has created the lack it creates the very thing that we're running from yeah because like it was like oh my god like plastics and like just the everything that we like our system our current social system is not sustainable you know with the way that we use plastics and everything like that it's yeah. like we, these things that we got to really start thinking about mm-hmm. And I guess since I'm on the point right now, please do your best to like stop using plastic. What's the show that we watch so they can understand? We watched uh, what was the show? It was, it was called. On, was it on Netflix? Yeah, was it Broken? Broken? Yeah, yeah. And so it was about recycling it, and plastics. Yep. It, there's different episodes about different fucked up industries, and I, I recommend watching all the episodes yeah. because l- listen, guys, like every company fucking lies to you because they want you to buy their shit. They don't care if their product works. They don't care anything. They just want you to buy their shit. And this is left over from the 50s when, you know, you have companies like Listerine started as a fucking floor cleaner and they didn't know how to sell it. So they rebranded it, made up halitosis and said everybody had it. And now it's mouthwash. You know, it's like these all of these things that we think we know is like it's just lies. So you have to like be mindful of the environment and Mother Earth. This is my long and all of that, because this is the only planet we have right now and we're fucking it up and we need to use less plastic less trash yeah a quick concise thing about how recycling is is fucked is because a lot of people again they lie to us and it all stems from the petrol companies because they are the they are behind producing plastic and we know how much the gas and crude oil industry fucks politics and everything but anyways most plastics that we use cannot be recycled if you look at the things, there's like they have a number like one through six or something in the little recycling thing. Only numbers one and two can be recycled. The rest cannot be fucking recycled. And for 20 years, China was buying all of the world's recycling to recycle it. So the world became dependent on giving all of our recycling to China. And just recently they said, uh, we're overwhelmed with it and we're not taking it anymore. So for 20 years, the world has never developed a system on how to re- properly recycle its pla- plastic. So And they weren't really necessarily recycling it in the best way. No, they it weren't. fucked up their air. They were burning the giant piles of it. A lot of plastic ends up in the ocean. Like, it's fucked up, This dude. is, like, legit, People like, get pissed off about, like, having to pay for plastic bags. But it's, like, they shouldn't even make plastic bags for grocery yeah. stores. Like, they should literally just double bag a paper bag. Like, and you'll see in that, that thing is that they, a lot of states, like, they've banned single-use plastics. But then the petrol companies come in there with their big lawyers. And then they fucking, like... They because if they don't have the stores aren't buying their plastic bags, they can't make any money. So they actually have like decisions reversed so that they can sell their fucking plastic bags. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But anyways, this this episode isn't about recycling. That's just one one part that's important to be. Yeah, yeah, it's a lesson we learned in the yeah. So I would say do some more research on your own. Inform yourself about single use plastics and do your best not to use them. Yeah. And, you know, because, like, when that whole, like, plastic bag ban came out, I was I was guilty of it, too. I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. I've got to pay 10 cents for a bag. Or, like, why can't I have my plastic bag? But it's like I never thought about the causality of what that even means. Mm-hmm. And it's like we really just have to take the time to think about yeah. what that means. And it, it's, it's some messed up stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> so where were we at? We were at oh, so face-off days. So that really helped uh, boost our clout and our brand. And then I think 
from season seven to season All Stars that we we were already doing San Diego Comic Con, but then we we went into the era of like conventions. I think I guess that's the best way to characterize that little. Yeah, because of you time. were getting paid to do makeup demos, and we were traveling for that. I was hot property for yeah, a minute. I mean, people was like, they were flying me out to places. Yeah, it was great, yeah. man. Like it was, I was exciting. It was like it was a. I feel like we were finally getting... I feel like that whole time, though, we didn't really... Like, still, we had a, a good amount of time to start banking on, like, social social media and things like that. And and then it wasn't it wasn't till like, people were forgetting about who you were. We were like, we should start doing stuff with yeah, social media we more. we kind of dropped... Like, you know, like, there was just enough fame and clout that, like... And things to do that, like, sort of... I guess I wasn't planning the best. You know, yeah. I was going. I was going with the flow, but like I could have been going. I could have been more productively going with the flow. Yeah. You know, and again, like it would think it was. It, it was a lot of it was the alcohol and, and yeah. And this time, like my alcohol consumption is increasing exponentially. After face off, the the first time you went on face off, like you started drinking like way more. Yeah, because there's some. I think back on it and like <laughs> that shit must have been traumatizing. Actually, like everyone really that I was. talked to that was on the show, no offense to the show. Yeah, like it was tough. You have you like in my opinion, it was like like because like I know that you weren't even allowed to have pictures of your family. Mm-hmm. When you're in prison, you're allowed to have photographs. Yeah, they wanted you to be in this crazy psychological bubble and just focus on challenges, and it fucked with a lot of people who were on Face Off. They had to go yeah. to like therapy and shit after that. Yeah, like I understand why it's set up the way it does. So I'm not knocking the show. Yeah, it makes sense that you got to protect the integrity of the show. Um, but there, it's like it fucked me up in ways I didn't even realize because it it really is. It's like you go to prison and you actually like. It's you have to do a, a psych evaluation before you go on the show, and then then a psychiatrist calls you to like check in on you the for the few first weeks that you come back because there's actually a legit you have to reacclimate to society. It's almost like a, um, I mean it's not not anywhere near close to going to war, but it's like like the it's more like prison. Yeah, there's there is a there's a definite psychological like thing that happens when you're in these like in this bubble, and then you have to like. Because, like, we basically weren't adults anymore. We were, like, children that were being taken care of and just being guided around. I got to make monsters every day and stuff. But it was, like, the stress was so roller coaster. It was, like, high stress, relax, high stress, high stress. You know, and mm-hmm. it was just, like, all of this, like, trauma and tension. And then, like, didn't you get, like, a field trip every once in a while? Like, yeah, like, like we prison couldn't, with field We couldn't trips. really leave a house. <laughs> like, we didn't have phones. We couldn't watch TV. Like, we, like, you know, this is, like almost three months of this like yeah the longer you were on the show i was getting like cabin fever and stuff if you're on the show longer like if you make it further along like it gets really tough towards the end like it's almost like well it's it is worth it though because the longer you're on tv the more you your name is out there yeah you have to think of it as like marketing for yourself i just didn't realize like we all think ourselves to be pretty mentally stable and like can handle these things and Especially, like, something that's actually really good. It had, like, such a great positive impact on my life. And I loved being on Phase Up. But there was this whole underbelly of it that, of things that you have to deal with that, like, fucked me up, man. Mm-hmm. And then, so, when I got And back, then you had to censor yourself at, like, yeah, you could, we could talk about yeah, that, too. Yeah. yeah because post, of the show. Post-season seven, uh, they, made me, they made me take stuff. down some of my Suck MC stuff, Bizarro stuff. Like, they made me edit who I was as an artist. And... Because of like, and, but see, I did it because I thought that was going to bring more opportunities to me because I thought they were going to like, 
I don't know. I thought they... I don't know, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, like, definitely capitalizes on its Yeah, they nourish their... Yeah, um, and I thought that was going to happen for me, but really it's like... I mean, I'm not going to say they didn't, like, send me to places and stuff, and I definitely did get something from it, but it was at the cost of sacrificing who I was as an artist. And that's so then when, further, when more drinking happened. More drinking, and I further, like, <clears throat> didn't, you know, I didn't really create anything new because the things I wanted to create were I had to censor myself so there was more of like fuck I I can't even do what I want you know and then so I got in this weird limbo and then yeah like I had enough to keep me busy with going to conventions and stuff but again didn't do anything new really mm-hmm. and um, then yeah well, it got to the point where like you we used to get excited to make new makeups and do new faces but it was like you would just want to do the same face on me and you know like at different conventions we just kind of yeah. stopped well, i don't even know if i want to do i just i just did it, it i liked like, it because i i like yeah. to be weird creatures and stuff something i somehow like lost the passion for my passion you know and i think this happens sometimes throughout life it's uh, called I mean, evolution yeah it's, it's called, only natural you know, not wanting to stay stagnant yeah um and then All Stars came around and then when i went back it was like jumping it was almost like i never left and like, which is awesome, but also terrible because again, dealing with all of that like prison mentality type stuff, being secluded and like, just this weird psychological. Yeah. Everyone who went on the second time, they were like, that was rough. Yeah. Because it was like you never left. So imagine being away from your family, not being able to see your family. Yeah, we can't call <laughs> our family members or anything. Like, Only like, I think you got, got to call out on like Easter. Also, they shit. straight up tell you if anyone in your family dies, they don't, they won't tell you. <laughs> because they, they, they seriously won't tell you because you'll have a breakdown and you'll leave the show. Like because they, it happened to one of the yeah, it actually contestants. Happened. Yeah, but so they won't they fucking tell you, which you is insane. The, yeah. So you're like... I am already, like, in my OCD brain that, like, worries about the people I care about. Uh, like, I'm thinking, like, I don't even know if they're okay every day. Like, imagine that. Like, every day, like, you can't just, like, check on somebody. Like, that's, that fucks with you, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so All-Stars ends. I win. It was amazing. And I, you know, but somehow the drinking increased. And I, I there was the issues that I didn't even know I had that I didn't deal with and also i think like just like lifetime trauma that always runs under the surface like i think it was starting to starting to expose itself i think the drinking was loosening it up after the second time you went on face off it was like who is this person like you were completely it was dark it was your darkest 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 of days yeah i I always use the analogy that like i would look at your face and i'm like i don't even this isn't the same person like i would literally look at you and i'm like this isn't and i'm an empath and like i could feel people's energies and i would i swear to god i I didn't believe it was you sometimes when you would get into your drinking i use the analogy that like there's like a stone wheel with a little notch on it and like when you first start drinking, it's like you hit that notch and you're like, I'm good. I can stop drinking. I feel great. But it, the, every time you, the more and more you drink, the more you hit that notch and the more that notch starts to get rubbed down. And then eventually you don't have a notch to tell you that you're, you're, you're sufficiently drunk. And then, then you get to a point where you drink to feel normal. And then when you don't drink, you feel like shit. So you end up drinking like every day. Like it, 
you know, I make the joke now, like I joke about it now, but it's like, you know, you can't get a hangover if you if you don't stop drinking, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I joke about it because like, and you used to blame that shit to. on me. You're like, you, well, you did the, show you're me the that. one who showed me <laughs> you the hair of the dog. You created this. And I'm like, bitch, you would have learned this from anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. well, and also, I mean, later on down, I learned that there is a, uh, there's like alcoholism that has run in my family very like, severe like alcoholism. really bad actually yeah. and they say it's genetic and now he so, didn't like, know this until he went yeah. to visit his family yeah honestly and they i was already like, a full-blown alcoholic yeah. by the time i learned this i was like oh i guess that makes sense then yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's like oh okay. i have literally have family who drank themselves to like, death literally okay. like after being told like if you continue to drink you will die then they're like okay and continue to drink and they die. Yeah. Like, like that bad. And yeah. I, like it's sad like that's sad because like I being in the web being in the grasp of that addiction, it's like I I have such empathy and sympathy for like addicts now because it's like I've experienced it. And mm-hmm. and unless you've experienced like the, the monster that is addiction, like you you, yeah. you can't like there a lot of people get mad at addicts or things and addicts do fucked up things, like no doubt about it. But it's like it's they're working through some shit. Yeah, they need they need help. Yeah, they need help is what it is. Yeah, people who are like, oh, I don't, there's no excuses, blah blah blah. It's like good for you. Like you're a strong person. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is that strong. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I could sit here all day and say like I'm, I'm a really strong person and and this and that. But like I like alcohol had a hold hold of me too. Like I was drink and I was like I was able to drink and no, like no one could tell I was just perpetually drinking yeah. well that's a, for a while there that's I, th- I would think from like season seven of face off to like all stars like there was this period where i was just a functional drunk nobody knew mm-hmm. i was drunk all the mm-hmm. time like but then slowly it just it was taking its toll on my body i would wake up every day like viciously ill yeah like i can't remember like when i stopped drinking i was like oh my god this is like the first day i didn't wake up and feel sick like it was like a miraculous feeling like and i realized like i'd spent like Five to six years every single day of my life waking up nauseous and yeah. ill and sick. Like, I would slow down. Like, I wasn't drinking as, as much as you. Like, I would, there would be days where I'm like, I'm not drinking. And you would just continue to drink. But, like, I, I needed it socially. Like, if mm. we had to go be around a bunch of people or something, it was like, I felt like I needed to drink. Yeah. Eventually, I just needed it to feel normal. Yeah. And, and my for, drink for of choice was... For you, it was, like, was, bad. My drink of choice was straight hard alcohols, too. Yeah. It wasn't like I was a beer drinker or something. Like, yeah. no, I was drinking straight hard alcohol not mixed just straight like high mm-hmm. proof rums you yeah. know like it was bad yeah like like sailor jerry is like really high proof and that was my my choice and then like I sometimes kraken which is also very high mm-hmm. in alcoholic content um but yeah and then again not really making anything new like yeah. just we were comfortable yeah because like, the the face-off money really did like lead to being comfortable and like I, I was so wrapped up in my problems by that point that it's like i i had all these plans that i didn't really he had a lot of plans zero <coughs> zero consistency and he was a completely <coughs> different person at the end of the day like he would start out as as someone and then at the end of the day he was like a completely different like bad person yeah, i was just i i a diamond i look back on that period and it's real hazy and i like i feel like i was truly i was somewhere else for that period and then that was it was already bad i'm struggling with it and i was just like there were moments where i would like go like 
a few weeks without drinking or something like here and there like I would get it but then I'd always think I could handle it and that's like the mistake that mm-hmm. most addicts make it's like mm-hmm. well I've I've take a break from it I should be able to handle it now it's like no it's like yeah you have a problem you instantly fall right but you, you're you like don't I can have one drink and I mean like I felt like I I was able to do that I was like I can have one drink and I'm good but then it was like you you just would be like I can have one drink and then it would be like you would just be hiding alcohol sneaking yeah. alcohol I, like, I think oh, that shit, there's a vin- like, crazy I, I do think that you can reform yourself from addiction but that reform actually comes with the realization that you actually never needed the substance in the first place. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's been almost like a year that we've been sober now. And it's, I, I'm not saying I'll never drink again, but it's like, honestly, like, and I hear many people that have recovered addicts say, it's like, why well, I honestly don't know I would need to at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it served its purpose now and i think honestly like now that we're spiritual and stuff and metaphysical like i i think it was part of the alchemical process i think i was loosening yeah i was loosening up these traumas then like boiling bringing them up to the surface with this alcohol and that's why I i became a completely different person but these are things that were inside of me that needed to be purged anyways so it's like i i know myself much more now you know what i mean and i don't think i would have gotten to know myself had I not went that far into the shadow but that was the when it when it hit the climax was when my friend John Schnepp passed away because that was the first that was 2018 yeah and that was like I I had no I mean I, I my uncle Dallas passed away and I was really close to him but like this was my friend that we like the last time I had seen him like we talked about like making the what movie we were going to work on next you know and it's like and then all of a sudden he's just gone and it was like that was so rough for me and then i fell into this nihilism hole of like well what does anything even mean you know like like we're just gonna die and all this so then i just started drinking even more and uh that was and again that got in the way of new creations and Mm -hmm. and i didn't really i wasn't living up to my fullest potential but I was learning a lot about myself, like I said, like those shadow times. And all the times. while, I was just kind of learning about crystals and like just slowly getting into metaphysical stuff. Yeah, learning from, about from crystals, your... like continuing learning more herbalism, and you know, reading a couple of books here and there. I was just, but I, I mean, I still had my my anxiety, and I just never thought that any crystal or any aromatherapy or herb could could heal me of my anxiety there were days where I mean I wasn't drinking nearly as much I slowed down a lot but it definitely was something that I felt like I needed when I would be socializing Mm -hmm. and there were times and it was getting weird because like it got to the point where like every time I would drink a drink my stomach would like like distend like it looked like I was pregnant and Mm -hmm. I'm like I was like secretly like really worried about my liver, but I'm like, this is fine. I don't do it all the time. So, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, like just kind of secretly afraid of my own health, but like not seeking um, any real change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you were really supportive of And dealing with him time. being a crazy like alcoholic. I was, you know, like, like I never, like it was weird. I would get drunk and I was just always angry. I was just yeah. angry about you everything. You just blame like, me for like random things. I and- never like, I never was physically violent or hurt anybody or anything, but I was just angry. Yeah, he was angry and it was because I'm one of those people who like can just brush things off. Like I, I kind of allowed it to get pretty bad. Like I would fight with him and like, like 
get really pissed off and you know and then the next day it was like nothing happened because I, I don't like hold on to like you know things like that yeah but then yeah. that's like ignoring a problem <laughs> and I, you know i would like remember i would hear things i would say or like you know the next day and i'm like why would i fucking say that like and i was what, like because it who? wasn't fucking you i started believing more about spirituality stuff i was like are you possessed? Because like I felt like a little. I, felt honestly, like I, I him started and I was to like, feel like I was. Possessed I was like, too. I look at him. I'm like, he's possessed. Like there were a couple of times when when I would be drinking too, and I would like like be like, get out of his body. <laughs> like thinking I'm like, you know, exercising a demon or it's something. Weird it was because, really like, weird because I'm thinking back on that time. Like I fucking and people say this too. Like addicts. Like I fucking like there was this sinister voice in my head that was like, take another drink. You know, you want to take. It was like I was literally hearing. Like a voice, like that was egging me on to keep drinking, and yeah. like, and a and lot of like, addicts will tell you that they call it their demon, and it was just like it's a fucking real thing. And I'd be like, uh, you probably shouldn't drink more. I wasn't like really like I get kind of mad, but I'm like, you shouldn't drink anymore because you, and you're like, no, it's, I'm fine, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'll, I don't know, like you, you'll learn on your own. I'm one of those people like just learn on your own, but yeah. it was really harshing my mellow because I was trying to learn about spirituality and and you know like things like that but it was like hard because i was like ignoring all of my problems and like living with this crazy alcoholic person yeah and at that point i don't even believe anything spiritual because like i'm in my nihilism yeah. phase i was like it's fucking what does all fucking mean we just fucking die and that's fucking it you know <laughs> no. and, like just drunk just bitter person and then that takes us all the way up to 2019 when we went to New Orleans, New Orleans, and I had actually, honestly, I I decided I was going to stop drinking before we went to New Orleans. So I was like about two weeks sober. <laughs> yeah, but this New Orleans is so probably dope. the worst fucking place that you want to go to when you're trying to be like well, a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, it's like that much. It's like well, also number one worst place. Flying it, it terrifies Sig. So yeah. on the plane, he's sitting next to with James Trubado. Yeah. And they're drinking double double rum and coke. I think we drank all of their yeah, like, uh, their scotch or oh, something. Yeah, I and I was that. like, I was sitting behind them, and I was like, they are fucking loud, and they're having a little fucking party over there. <laughs> like, this is gonna be a nightmare because I knew it. I was like, oh fuck! Like, I thought he was just gonna have one drink to kind of relax before the the flight. And it is like the guy next to him was like, I'll have a double. I'm like, yeah, I'll have what he's having. Oh, yeah, double whiskey and Coke, and you're like, you're speaking my language. And I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even mixed with anything. It was just a double, like, on the rocks. Like, we were oh, just drinking straight. Oh, just double. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I was sitting yeah. behind you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, you guys, like. So that, again, you know, when you drink, you have to keep drinking to. Yeah, because he, he had to work. He had to not, do makeup not demo. feel like shit. So it's like, that started the process. Yeah. And then. And all that I, crazy shit went yeah, down all that in New crazy Orleans. Pre- that like I, if you want to go back and listen to episode maybe like 22 or something. Uh, that was 29. Episode 29. 29 where the first episode I had you on. Yeah. We talked about our experience I'm pretty sure and stuff. it was 29. Okay. Well, maybe episode 29, but it's... Uh, yeah. I started channeling on. spirits and it was crazy because it was like, it was a weird... <laughs> I think that people... I've heard other people say this, but like New Orleans is like... A, a portal of sorts it's fucking weird mm-hmm. and it, well, it was odd that we even like 
the job kind of like popped up out of nowhere too and it was like yeah, Halloween Expo. Knowing in me, like it's weird that I never, I'd never been there up until that point in my yeah, life. Yeah, I'd never been there either. Yeah. I always wanted to go, and I always wanted to go ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was always like such a strong allure to me about New Orleans and like mm-hmm. just the like voodoo culture and yeah. everything. Um, so <coughs> that yeah, so, we went there. I started talking to like ha- like channeling spirits that, with them talking through me, which I'm starting to to learn that it's called trance. It's a tra- it's kind of like trance work because I was taking a back seat and letting entities speak through me. Like mm-hmm. I had an accent, I was like, it was crazy. Yeah, and then this is the beginning that I'm really skeptical about what's happening. Uh, and also I've documented all of this and I'm currently working on a docu-series called Black Tea and Bourbon. And it's gonna, mm-hmm. um, it is gonna, I've, I've filmed all of this. I've yeah. documented everything when this started. It was and, insane. Uh, 2019 was insane. Yeah, I decided that, yeah, I'm, st- I'm cutting it together now. And like, I'm gonna, it's gonna be on YouTube and it's gonna be a docu-series. I'm excited to share that with you guys because man, what a fucking journey it was. Yeah. And that, what happened, like, I finally, when I was finally starting to be convinced that there is something spiritual and crazy happening, then I finally, I lost the nihilism because I had that piece of me that I was always we also They also for. helped you stop drinking. Yeah. We, we took these mm-hmm. entities home. They cleaned us up. Um, how to stop drinking. It's a very long story, so we'll, mm-hmm. I'm just going to cut it really short. Yeah. Like we stopped drinking. We spiritually cleansed the house. We learned about... Um, these deities like African deities and Egyptian deities I was hearing you know entities that were saying that they were they were these deities I made altars to these deities it was weird it was almost like I lived many um, many evolutions of like life Mm -hmm. in 2019 because I, I I started with you know not really believing in shit to believing oh shit ghosts are real because we real real things are happening then i'm like learning about these deities that they they introduced me to so i've started building like altars to these deities and worshiping them like a you know like a crazy person but as things were happening like magic was happening while i was working with these deities but then i was starting to lose my sense of self because i was like having these deities like tell me what to do and then i eventually learned through them that what I was doing is pretty archaic and you know basically the deities are just faces for the elements like earth wind air you know fire whatever um so I went through that that like you know process of like having these gods and believing in them and then them telling me no you're learning it this is the way we wanted to teach you but now we want you to unlearn everything you know it was it was bananas my life was really crazy last year i learned how to worship things and then they told me don't worship us you can learn how to work with the the elements and energies that's crazy shit yeah so and then it's interesting because i didn't realize it until uh right before we were going to record this episode is that 2019 was the year that we learned the most crazy stuff like everything started opening up to us we had a spiritual awakening like reflecting on life like philosophy i'm learning quantum physics like all of this stuff and it's like that was the last year of a decade yeah that was like the last year of a 10-year cycle and all of this crazy stuff happened. yeah they they taught us mindfulness and how to eat like mindfully and gardening and meditation meditation how important that is and they actually taught me like leading up to where where i am now is like they taught me how to work with my clair senses my my clair audience and how i can hear spirit 
more, you know, more clearly and, and uh, raising my vibration. So I'm not hearing, it's basically my, all of my anxiety that I suffered and had like all my whole life was basically because my vibrations were low. And I do have these gifts of hearing spirit, but I was hearing a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like learn how to raise your vibration. So you're not hearing the, the negativity. I mean, every now and then I'll hear negative things, but I, I, I've learned ways of releasing those energies and um, raising my vibration and connecting to my own spirit guides and not necessarily worshiping these deities, but learning how to work with the elements. It's like, that was my fucking 2019. That's that's pretty dope. And like towards yeah. the end of 2019, it was crazy because it was like, I started getting all these messages like, you're the daughter of the lion, daughter of the sun. I'm like, what is that even? I don't know. Okay, cool. I don't know what that means. And then, you know, my even my, my, my granddaughter came over and she's pointing at the ceiling. There's nothing there. And she's like, there's a lion. And I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I, I was like, somehow went and read about, started learning about star seeds and um, you know how a lot of us are made from star the stars, and we come from different planets. And it, it turned it's it went from dream. like went from ghosts like spirits to like deities to like believing in myself to like some like aliens and things like that. And then you know I took this test, and they're like, they're I I resonated with one group, but then they were like, no, but this is what you you're you're lying or something and i was like what is that and then i look it up and it's like he's like lying and don't get me wrong it sounds crazy and i still i don't know when any of it means but it's funny to me i'm like oh my god and up into like throughout the year i always i kept having dreams that i was like a little lion like it was really weird because they had us writing down our dreams and being mindful of that i don't know what any of this means yet but coming into 2020 i heard that i'm part lyron and like that probably has something to do with the whole lion lion beings that i kept hearing about even my granddaughter is talking about it like we we spent 2019 writing down a lot of messages and and channels and dreams and everything and like i'm starting to think that like i I don't know if we were like writing down like prophecy almost or some some Mm -hmm. weird thing because like uh you know in april or uh yeah april yeah uh i like in my dreams, this deity uh, called Tasmanos visited me, and we find out he is like, uh, like he was represented by fire and air. Mm-hmm. And then I like I, throughout 2019, I would go into a trance and I would draw these deities, mm-hmm. and I drew them, and like I just draw what this face is like. I draw the feeling that I get from them. Yeah. And uh, and then it, I drew this face that looked very Aboriginal, mm-hmm. and then and he he actually spoke because I I channeled him after you were writing about him and and dreaming about him mm-hmm. and that's when we found out he was aboriginal and yeah. that he was fire and air so it was like and a- now look at what's happening in fucking australia now fast forward this mm-hmm. is something this is like completely unrelated like we didn't even know that there were going to be crazy australian wildfires yeah and now that they're now fucking australia is on fire because and why do wildfires go out of control because of the air is air and fire and they're so powerful that they're creating their own storm systems right yeah. now that are leading to like lightning and it's like the, and again this is like we've been getting messages about like the elements and how like yeah and like, like they were telling yeah they were basically they're telling me the deities are the elements um how they can take form in a big way like a an, an extravagant way and then i started getting like it's weird like just throughout the year I just kept getting weird messages like 
you know, like the a drag a dragon's gonna come bring down the deities, like the ancient deities. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I have all of this documented, and I don't really necessarily know what it means. But it all of these like you know natural disasters are happening, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting yeah. because when they're saying that the deities are you know like the elements, and but then like big you know big time energy streams of the elements, it's like, hmm we've been kind of getting these messages like throughout yeah. the year and you know it's like i even have like multiple like divinations of when it would do candle divinations like of like you know like the fires and the mountains and um fought like fires and lightning and things that have to do with um like parts of the i don't want to get into that because it gets yeah. kind of scary and weird but and, and i'm not worried about it but yeah, i'm just like we're not, it's we're weird not being like doom and gloom. We're i feel like we're like, getting messages and yeah. like Some, i don't know what it all like means if you, yet if you leave alone like any of the religious dogma or the definitions or the terms or anything like put all that aside and then just look at what's happening with us it's like we're having open mind with this we're not taking any sort of religion or saying this is the right or wrong or anything but there, there's something happening. There's mm-hmm. something extraordinary happening yeah. to us. Like, we're not making this shit up. Yeah. And it's like all of these things <laughs> that... I know you're going to say it's like, it's, um, oh, the confirmation bias and all this stuff. But it's like, until you start living it, like, it's it's not. I, yeah. I can tell you it is not because I've, I've, I'm a very skeptical been person. Been screenshotting timestamps and everything people. of all of these things. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Yeah. But like... We're very skeptical well, it, people. It just and gives me been, a curiosity of life. Like, that's... 2019 yeah. was like like going through all of these weird like spiritual like adventures i would say and yeah. then now it's like what is 2020 going to bring because uh, it, it it went from ghosts to deities to believing in myself to some alien shit and like if you would have told me this <laughs> the beginning of 2019 that i was going to start believing in like star systems and aliens i'd be like go fuck yourself you know because <laughs> it's yeah. and to me it still sounds it still sounds funny i get it but i'm i'm just listening basically i'm like listening to the messages i'm not like oh these are the prophecies you know i'm just like interesting that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just receiving messages and learning how to continue to um work my my spiritual muscles by yep. by meditation and eating healthy and and when we say shit. like yeah, when we're talking about prophecy and shit like that, we're not like doomsday sayers and all this stuff. Like, uh, what I'm trying to say in the messages that we're getting is that there is extraordinary change happening right now, mm-hmm. and you can you can see that legitimately in just look at the world news. Like, you can yeah. see it. Like, big things are happening. Like, it's like if you look at any movie where things start getting miraculous and something either aliens show themselves or something big happens, like all of these like worldwide news stories start popping up that seem weird and freakish and then and then something big and magical happens like we're almost like living that right now yeah there's like crazy. a giant section of the ocean that is super hot that nobody knows why like australia's on fire like climate change is happening mm-hmm. whether you believe it or not it's happening yeah. like i i'm not gonna specify why it's happening but it's undoubtedly happening mm-hmm. you know whether or not it's man-made has a has a hand in it but it's happening, and and we're receiving these messages from some kind of thing outside. Yeah, something of... outside is like, hey, here's some messages. I don't know what the messages mean. And I, like I said, I 
I take these messages with a grain of salt. I'm mm-hmm. like, I got these messages. Yeah. I don't know what it all means. I'm writing it down mm-hmm. and then seeing what happens. You know, I'm and then yeah, I just think, I, like, I just have year, to be ready. You know, mentally for this, like yeah. spiritually, ready for whatever changes are going to happen. And we're just, I'm going to start like documenting this better because it's an interesting phenomenon, and then this will probably turn into a docu series as well. I can get way more into depth about what's happening with yeah. us and like what we're seeing and yeah. comparing notes and then maybe some of you guys have puzzle pieces too yeah like if we did put this information out there maybe somebody's like oh this makes sense because a lot of what we have like i know it means something they're just pieces like out. lots yeah. of pieces of a puzzle and then, and then i start talking to one other person and they help me with the puzzle like for in the beginning of this i had like you know was talking to different deities or entities and one of them was marie four and she um she liked the color blue she loved roses and then i you know we were kind of big on guan yin for a minute because like she was giving me messages and then i spoke to one of my friends i hadn't seen in a long time and she had an awakening and and guan yin was a part of her awakening and i'm like interesting and then she's like you should read this book called the sophia code so I'm like, okay, I buy the Sophia code and in the book, the deities that came down to me, like specific, like elemental deities in that book are like very similar, if not exactly the same. Like mm-hmm. they have Mother Mary, who's number, key code number four, and she is, she of a thousand roses. And she's like, I'm like, holy fuck, like what is all of, what does it mean? Like all these little, just talking to that one person led me to this book. And it was like a lot of my dreams that I wrote down have a lot to do with the things in the book. Like I, I wrote something about a golden dragon, golden dragon energy waiting to lay its roots down for me. Um, but I have to, you know, keep, keep basically clean the soil in my garden before the golden dragon was going to come. And in that fucking book, the Sophia Code, um, towards the end, it's like, oh, now you have your golden dragon. There's going to be a golden dragon that's a part of your light body. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is... To me, it's it's just fucking crazy. I'm like, and then like so over the break, uh, I'm like randomly trying to figure out. We were playing uh, Ticket to Ride. We love that game. That's way. great. Thank uh, you, Sin. Yeah. Twisted yeah, thanks, for Sin, getting for me that, that game. My new favorite um, game. So we spent some of the break just playing that and like watching things. And I wanted to watch a documentary. And then just randomly, I stumble upon this documentary, uh, a docu series called Hellier, and it looked like some cryptozoology thing. Like they're looking for goblins or something. And it was like. I was like, I like that stuff, but I was like, I probably usually wouldn't watch something like that. Um, but something about me, like, made, and it was season two, and I just jumped right to season two, and I started watching it. And it starts as they're on this quest for goblins and, like, things like that. But then it starts spiraling out, and they start experiencing all these synchronicities, and then it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they're like, they're their life is like ours and it's like everything that we've been experiencing they were experiencing 2019 in their own ways and they were being guided to this thing and i just reached out to uh dave newkirk i think i'm pretty sure that's his name but he's like one of the main people and uh he's down to be come on the podcast so we're like i'm gonna talk about like his experience and like versus our and maybe they have puzzle pieces for us and we have puzzle pieces for them like there's something and it's like they're saying things by the end of the series it's like they're they're being they feel like they're being guided to like do a new magic ritual the one that yeah. doesn't exist yet and that's like the kind initi- of stuff that's like, like initiation and yeah. things like that and i'm like yeah i feel like this 2019 was like a very long initiation for us and they wanted us to clean our 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 lives our houses like every part of our lives like get spiritually clean and stronger so we can reach the next phase of phase yeah. of some sort of initiation i don't know what the fuck but yeah. it's 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 interesting it's yeah. like 
I used for a while I was I was getting kind of jaded and I, now that I'm experiencing all this stuff, experiencing all this stuff, I'm like, damn, there's like way more to life. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, what's so, next, dude? Shout out to Hellier. You should check it out. It's uh, on Amazon Prime right now, both seasons. But uh, and then get excited for the, them coming on as a guest. But so now when you start looking at it like this, like everything that happened to us, like we've radically changed our lives. We're radically different people. I mean, well, I think I wouldn't say we're radically different. I think I've reconnected with the parts that I've always wanted. Yeah, to. I feel like this 2019, I, I started remembering who I was before I got jaded. Like the, the part of me that was like ready for anything, ready to to just, you know, just down to, to explore and be curious about the world without being feeling jaded or like, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, oh, this isn't going to work. Or, you know, I'm just like, well, if it doesn't work, I'll do something else, you know? And that's, <laughs> we, we all have to start reconnecting with our passion. Yeah. And and this is the process of alchemy. This is what they guided us to, is that alchemy is you apply like heat and different chemicals to the, the material so that it burns away or dissolves all of the unwanted parts. And then you're left with the best parts that you take to the next step. So it's like, this is our life. Like, we're burning away the bad parts of ourselves and the mm-hmm. unneeded parts. Maybe not even bad. They might not even be bad because they served a purpose. Like, we yeah. learned something. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're dissolving those parts of us and we are rekindling the best parts of mm-hmm. our ourselves to become the best people that we can. And I think that, in its core, is exactly what spirituality is. Yeah. Like, no matter how you worship or interact with the unseen, the, the basic idea here is that through life, you are supposed to dissolve your your unused parts and parts that are n- that don't serve you anymore to find the best parts of you, the mm-hmm. prima materia. They it's call your, it. You're a trial by fire. Yeah, and so it's like big things are happening, and like, and we're we're being initiated into this like thing. And magical it's like any, something. I don't know yeah. what yet, but there's and aliens involved now, are, guys. Are you guys <laughs> experiencing any crazy synchronicities? Like, send me an email, signutron at gmail.com. Like, I want to hear your stories. Yeah, and it, like, if you don't mind, I want to share them with our listeners too, because this, we need to, this is the conversation that needs to start happening. Yeah. Like synchronicities and coincidences there. It's, and if it's happened to you, you know it too. You're like, you're listening here and it's like, I fucking know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. But like, I mean, if, if you, you just have, started seeing numbers like three, 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 four, yeah. four, four, like that's little the, things that's like that, like it started then, like in the beginning of our initiation or our awakening, like every time we looked at the clock, it was three thirty three or four forty four. Like mm-hmm. even if it was the middle of the night, like, and then you look back on our, like now, now that I'm like 31, like I'm actually, I've lived enough to actually reflect on the different people that I've been throughout my life. And I look, and even now just recounting it in this hour that we have is like, I realize your entire life is a ritual. Like there that times that I was an alcoholic, I was supposed to be. I was supposed to dive into that darkness and mm-hmm. dis- and find those parts of me that I need to let go. You were feeding your shadow. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't even feel like that's time wasted. That's time spent on finding the true me. Mm-hmm. Because we have to go into the shadow to find the true us. Yeah. And, and we now to t- it's turn like, our brains into jelly. And now I'm like such a much stronger person now for going through that. And I have like... I have a perspective that I can help people, other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I honestly think that we're attracted, like, like we get, think about it. Any addict that said they've recovered, like, they're, like, really solid, like, stable people. You know what I mean? Like, for, like, the most, really? like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. 
I mean, they got stories. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look at all the stories. They're relatable. Like, like they, they've been through they've been through shit. They've seen shit. They I like, guess, okay, yeah. so maybe stable's the wrong word, but like... They're, they're at, whole, like, more six, whole Yeah, and also, people. I mean, like, a lot of addicts, like, former addicts, turn around to be wildly successful people, I guess is what I'm saying. Like Some, some it's, do, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's... But, I mean, it, again, everybody's experience is different. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a part of learning yourself. Yeah. I think if you've experienced an addiction and you've come back from it like you know yourself more i yeah. think um you have a greater perspective yeah. you but. they all start talking to ghosts and yeah. aliens yeah. Or, you know all um, of us no everyone's experience is different but yeah. you know but this year so we've we've brought us up to now and also get excited for black tea and bourbon because i'm gonna start putting it together and yeah it's, for me it's kind of cringy because i i was in a trance state like I wasn't, I was talking completely different. You guys are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I had an accent. I think what I'm going to I yeah. was like, it was weird. But then I, you know what, I, what, what I did was I just went at it like, this is weird. I was just, was kind of curious. It didn't feel unsafe. But I, I mean, there was a point where my guides were like, that was kind of unsafe. But I was like, I don't know. I lived through it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of just went went through it all curious i was like i sound weird this is interesting let's see what happens yeah i'll listen I, to the voices until they tell me to do something bad and they never did tell me to do anything bad so yeah i think what we're gonna do is like i'm gonna put out an episode and then we'll do a podcast episode talking about that episode yeah so we can like really deep dive into certain things because so much happened you don't even understand like we lived like a thousand lifetimes yeah. in 2019 2019 was like, like man oh my god whew. it was insane like, and also, if you go back and listen to my podcast, I started, the first episode I put out, my very first episode, uh, was in January. So you were still drinking. Yep, and that was before all of this happened. The second episode, Irreverentism, is after all of this stuff started happening, and I was already, like, knee-deep into the, the spiritual awakening. So if you go back and listen to my past episodes, it almost chronicles me going through this, like, crazy time. That's where I'm, like all of this philosophy comes from and all this reflection it's like comes from the things that i've been guided to and like and that's an experience. so it's kind of really cool to that's why I, like i realized i was doing the podcast as a documentation as well so if you guys want to also you know experience the story from a different perspective like listen to all the episodes of the podcast <laughs> um but so now 2020 moving forward what what's our advice for people like what what do we what do we need to go from here? Because things are fucking crazy right now. We're like two days in, two days into the new year. The fucking president assassinates another UN leader's military yeah. thing, and like no matter how the politics on that, it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. But you know my my stance on that is that every generation, if every generation gave up in the face of its crises, then none of us would be here. Yeah. Like every generation is gonna experience crazy. It's gonna feel like the craziest time in the world because it's the only time that we. Are alive and are able to experience it. Can you imagine being alive during World War II? It must have felt in fucking sane, you know. Yeah. Like, but you know, things are crazy. But I truly do believe that they're moving to, to for the better. Like, I think we are evolving as yeah. a species. But what do you got? I mean, I feel like people should just um, not be afraid of change. Stay positive. Um, all the things that you would think of for for the the new year. You just work on the things that you can control and like you know if you can't control something there's no point in you know getting depressed or anxious or sad about it you just have to learn how to release keep things and release things and go with the flow be like water mm -hmm. well i think it's really important that we dissect 
phrases like don't be afraid of change because you hear that shit all the time but you've heard it so much that you're almost desensitized Mm -hmm. to it but really stop and think about it because again think about yourself 10 years ago if you're not if you're still the same person you were 10 years ago then you're doing something really wrong yeah (laughs) you should be a completely different person Mm -hmm. that's the point of life is to change and you should be afraid of staying the same because that leads to stagnation learn how to work with change learn how to be the best you possible in every situation because you are a part of this whole and the better we are singularly the better we'll make this like this whole world like the the whole and that's i think that's kind of part of what what all of this is is like we're supposed to be we're supposed to be unified in, yeah. a, in a better way we're, we're all humanity is a part of the organism of earth and to fix and we're the, like supposed to be ascending y'all yeah i mean that's a I lot mean, of the I've spiritual weird things spiritual things talks about yeah. ascension yeah and, and connecting and like you know and also scientifically we are actually entering into a space uh like outer space a pocket of space that is warmer and like more like electromagnetically charged and stuff so that like we are feeling like legitimate like mm-hmm. effects and things like yeah. electromagnetism is a real thing you know yeah, like, got some changes so we got to learn how to adapt to the changes and be the best, best versions of ourselves that we can be along with these changes. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've like, as crazy as things seem to get, I've I've seen behind the veil, and I know that there is like some kind of hidden hand mm-hmm. helping us through this. Yep. And it and this thing, whatever it is, extra dimensional beings, extraterrestrials, whatever it Gods, is, deities, angels, angels, I don't know. whatever it is, like truly ultimately wants us to succeed because succeeding like the universe wants to exist and and it does but it needs it needs to stand in the way of itself so it can grow but it doesn't want it to ultimately fail yeah so like knowing that like and like if you can really try to believe that or i mean you don't have to force yourself to believe it or but if you come to that conclusion you really it makes you feel a lot better about the craziness that's happening because i see the point to all the craziness now before it just seemed so crazy and absurd and random and it still seems absurd and random and crazy yeah but it but that's a point yeah i'm starting like the more i develop myself spiritually the more i feel like i start to know without knowing like I'm, I'm starting to get this sense like it's weird like you had a dream or something these vague memories of you just you just kind of know something without really knowing it and it's an, it's an interesting feeling to have but yeah we can't be afraid of change well knowing without knowing yeah. i think is is the idea of trust and also you could even call it faith too yeah faith trust you know like if you don't have any trust and you don't have any faith then you're going to be living a really hard life mm-hmm. you have to learn how to to trust that things things are going to work out the way they should Mm -hmm. as long as you're doing what you can to be the best that you can yeah and right now there is like this collective frustration anger like i did a bone reading for you and it was it was like was it like a couple days ago Mm -hmm. before all this stuff started happening yeah it said to be aware of the collective shadow shadow. and it's like yeah we're all gonna whether you believe it or not we're all gonna start like with all this anxiety going around everyone's going to kind of be affected by it empaths even more so which is why like you know i'm like eat healthy try to eat healthier try to drink more water try to raise your vibration because you're you know 
when everyone you take affects the, everyone. Yeah, you really have to start. I know everybody says like get healthy and stuff, but it's more important than you even know because when you get healthy, you're taking steps, you're t- putting time into the betterment of yourself, which manifests in all kinds of ways, mentally and physically, and spiritually, and spiritually. Because taking the time for self-care is a spiritual practice. Yeah. Like whether you believe it is or not, you are connecting with yourself because you are respecting yourself. And when you respect yourself, you can respect others. So have some respect for yourself and really like, you know, like if you've been putting off those like eating better or working out or meditating or what, like stop putting that stuff off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody's, oh, it's New Year's resolutions. Like everybody just... Like, it, it kills me when people get upset that people have New Year's yeah. resolutions. Yeah, oh, fuck like, you with your resolutions. Yeah, it's like... And it's like, go, I mean, just we, let them feel good like about trying of, to make changes. Yeah, if it's we didn't have... It's the beginning of a new those, cycle, dude. If Yeah, if we didn't have those ends of those cycles, then we'd never have time to reflect. And the people at the end of the year, they actually spend some time reflecting. And that's really important. So don't shit on people that are like, mm-hmm. this is my year, man, this is my year. I mean, like, it's kind of like when you look at, like, the, the elements and, and, like, like trees and shit, when, when it's wintertime, they, like, lose their leaves and then they go into this period of, you know... Trees are probably like, oh, what am I going to do next year? Mm-hmm. Don't have, yeah, <laughs> you know maybe. what I mean? Like Find some tickets to ride. Reset, and, you know. yeah. Um, so, yeah, start start taking care of yourself because in turn you take care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we have to, have to, have to get back in touch with our compassion for like and gratitude. Yeah, compassion, compassion and, and gratitude, gratitude were like two huge... Uh, messages that I received from spirit last year that were like, especially towards the end of the year, it was like compassion, compassion, yeah. compassion. So let's, let's yeah. break those down a little bit. So we'll start with compassion is you like. Not only for yourself. Well, you start with yourself. You have to have compassion for yourself before you can have compassion for others. And most people make that mistake. Most people immediately assume compassion. It has to be for other people. Yeah. But actually you have to have compassion for yourself. Like, like me, like I was so hard on myself for being an alcoholic for six years. I feel like I wasted my life, but I need to have compassion for myself and realize that that is what I needed to be doing. That's leading to the best version of myself. And like, I, I can't hate myself for that. Mm-hmm. And you can't hate yourself for things. You have to have compassion for yourself yeah. because you're a part of all of this. Yeah. And, and, and when you have compassion for yourself, you have, a, it, it strengthens your heart, mm-hmm. it, like your heart and mind connection. And when you do that, then that's when you can really start making a difference and helping other people. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like when they talk about like being on an airplane where you have to like put on your mask, your air mask before mm-hmm. anyone else. You know, you can't really help anyone if you like as well as you can if you're struggling yeah. um, with caring about yourself. And these things seem unrelated to your success in life. Like, how could it be being a more compassionate person? How could that improve my life? But I'm telling you, it ripples throughout your life and it actually attracts what you want and it helps you better manifest this world. So just like, come on, like, look at it this way, like loving yourself and taking care of yourself can lead to like a good life that you want. Like everybody wants a good life. Well, it starts with like loving yourself. And, and mm-hmm. from there, that alone starts to spiral into amazing things for your life. So it is very important that you have self-esteem, that you have compassion for yourself. Yep. And then that's going to start, like, it's going to grow. Because also, whether you believe this or not, we are all, like, telepathically linked into this collective hive mind. Mm-hmm. So when you are, you essentially become a beacon of, like, and there's, there's like, some pseudoscience, there's science that's, like, and if there's a tipping point that if enough people can exude this this level of like love and compassion then it's going to ripple throughout the whole world and but you know a lot of 
if you're if you're a beacon of I mean it works both ways if you're really upset and you're frustrated and you're sending that out other people are feeling that and you know but if in inversely if you're sending out good stuff like I know it sounds like hippy dippy new age light love and light stuff but you know I mean we all have to appreciate the shadow too but like you just try your best to be a beacon of positivity like I know you're tired of hearing positive thinking and stuff but yeah. you're here that because that's the it's key the key <laughs> like, it really there's a reason is. why people yeah. pound that into you like when I pray for something for myself I also pray for it for, for others mm-hmm. it's just you know you get what you give and you're if you get you know like it's just that's just how it is we are mirrors yeah and a lot of times when you want to find your true purpose your true purpose helps others as well because we're all here to be of service to others as well as ourselves because we're all part of this and almost everything we do affects someone else like every single thing so really think about that what are you doing and what what effects are you causing by your actions yep and now gratitude will end on gratitude here because again like i've always it's always been important to you know like be thankful for things because you don't want to take things for granted but then when i started getting to the spirituality it has a completely new meaning and i believe that gratitude is one of the feelings because you have to channel feelings when you're doing magic or manifestation and spirit work and meditations and gratitude is one of the feelings that unlocks like a world of magic Mm -hmm. something about the frequency of gratitude is is so powerful and so profound it also strengthens your heart and mind connection Mm -hmm. when you're grateful for things and 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 you in turn attract more because you are grateful for what you have and so you know like i said you can go back and i have a lot of episodes where i talk about gratitude and compassion in more episode talks about it i'm not sure um i i know there's i started labeling them as Mm. different but you know so if you want to hear me talk more in depth about gratitude and compassion meditation i have like a meditation episode in the 20s or something i don't know but um yeah gratitude is really important and so you know it really just boils down moving into 2020 be thankful for what you have Look forward to what you're going to receive and have some compassion. Like, really try to show compassion. Like, you almost, online or whatever, like, you almost have to treat other people that are being upset and, and in your face and yelling and stuff. Like, you almost have to treat them as, like, misguided children. Like, like if a child is lashing out at you and all upset, like, would you just yell back at that child? Like, no. Like, try to be understanding and try to diffuse the situation. Work towards connecting rather than division because it connecting is actually way more easier than you realize like so next time you're in a heated argument online or in person think about man what happens if i just flip this compassion switch and actually just like try to connect with this person rather than walk away from this upset the more connected we are the better the more healthy we are the better it's just basically um just take care of yourself and, and be ready for anything because the world's getting fucking crazy right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy. And the more you take care of yourself, the better you're going to be equipped to handle this change. Because mm-hmm. I'm not saying this change is going to be bad, but it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. It's already crazy. It's already crazy, guys. So, like, we're going to be okay and we're going to come through, like, way better people. But I think shit's going to get crazy before it gets really good. So, you know, it's and it's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. So... Just the more you take care of yourself, the better you're equipped for this. Be mindful of your energies. Mm -hmm. 
that's all I really want to say about that. Yeah, I feel like we've like, yeah. covered a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, if you guys have any stories or anything or any takes on that, send me an email. Like, I want to hear from you guys. Yeah. I get a lot of listeners, but like, not a lot of like interaction or fan mail. And I'm like, I'm trying my best to like encourage, you know, like yeah interaction and like it's i want to inspire people so like i put out the call of you know if you want to record like a little one minute your advice for humanity going into 2020 or you know or if you want to just send me or something if you're just, I'll read it. like experiencing synchronicities like like it's, it's just interesting how we are all really connected all these synchronicities like are very linked yeah well that i mean that was for so yeah i want to hear about your synchronicity stories because I'll, I'll do an episode on that. But also, like, if you have any advice, I want to do a whole episode of user submissions of people's advice from, because I want to hear from you guys, and I want to hear, like, what you think that, you know, like, if you if you don't feel heard, I want people to feel heard. And I have a platform, so I want to help, because this is about connectivity. So don't be shy. Send me something. Like, I get sad. I put out the call, and nobody sends anything. But, you know, I get it. You might be shy or you're something. The, so. You're the air sign. You're the one who likes to communicate. I get it. Not so that's what I'm saying. If you're too shy, you can send me an email, and I'll just read it, you know. But I want to hear from you guys. Um, Aw. So. Old Uncle Siggy wants to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. And like we said, we talked about Bizarro Go-Go, but uh, check us out on Patreon. We're really going to we're yeah, buckling Patreon down. Patreon.com slash Rancig. Mm-hmm. We also have a website, Rancig, R-A-N-C-I-G dot com. Also, exciting news. Rani has opened up. Now she's going to do, she does bone readings yep. uh, over Skype. So if you want to book a bone reading with Rani, go to Rancig.com and click on the Spirit Work tab. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a bone reading, if you want to help get your life in order, like it's basically like a spiritual diagnosis. It's like mm-hmm. she tells you like, all right, this is uh, I see some stuff here that you can work on and this. And then it she helps you come yeah. up with. Like, and I a, really want to help. Like there's it helped me that yeah. the, really like midway through the year of 2019. We didn't really mention it, but like you started regularly giving me a bone reading every week. Yeah. And that's what really helped get my shit together. Yeah, Talking I, to all these ghosts and, and entities and whatever you want to call them has just led me to my new my new purpose which is to be of service to people who need spiritual help like it's mm-hmm. like it just is what i want to do mm-hmm. it's very rewarding and a lot of people are very lost right now and i i'd like to do my best to guide you and for every like think about it, every single person that you help is that's powerful in itself Mm -hmm. because every single person is just is another mind that's just as complex as you that lives a life that's just as complex that has a reach and is able to reach and affect just as many people in your life their families that's what i want to do i want to spread you know spiritual awareness and happiness and all that yeah we have to start seeding positivity and like just like connection again Mm -hmm. because it's it's because the the power structure in place right now wants to sow division and they're they're pulling out all the stops, like social media, media manipulation, all this stuff. Yeah. And we have to come together as people to fight this, because that's yep. the real enemy right now. It's not your fellow American; it is the people in charge that are trying to make sure that you do not know your own worth and your own power. Yeah, it's time to take our power back, people. Mm-hmm. Because power has and always will be with the people. So, yeah, and also, so there's Patreon. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Rancig. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try to be more active on that. And we uh, also have a fun TikTok. We're going to be doing more makeups and all that yeah, stuff. Get at us on TikTok at Rancig. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sig Neutron. 
and I'm on Instagram at Raniagogo, R-A-N-N-I-E-A-U-G-O-G-O. And uh, anything else you got? Uh, That's it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the YouTube is where um, Black Tea and Bourbon is going to come out. Yeah. So basically, if you just go go to our website, yeah, all the things will be Uh, there. Yeah, rancig.com is a great hub for all of it. And get a spirit reading from Rani, because I'm telling you, they can really radically help change your life for the better. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I wish you all the best 2020 and uh, just know that we're going to make it through this together and only together.